Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 19 and meet me at verse 26. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26. We are going to piggyback off of what we discussed last week. If you were not here last week, the message is called It Can Be Done. It's on our YouTube it's on our podcast, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, Google, whatever. It's on every available voice, free of charge for you to go ahead and hear that word and begin to put that word into practice. Matter of fact, before I read the scripture, I don't want you just to hear the word. I want you to do something with what you have heard. And so this message is not about, Woo, that's, oh, that's a good word. It's about doing something with what you heard. Come on, somebody say, I'm a doer. Of the word. Now, Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26 says, But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. If we look at Mark chapter 10 and verse 27, Mark chapter 10 and verse 27. Jesus looked at them and said, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And so last week we talked about it can be done. And we talked about Jesus and this, these two passages of scripture, Jesus saying uh, it's impossible and Jesus saying it's possible. And on one, one verse, it's impossible. The similar verse, it's impossible. But in the same verse, it's possible. And the next verse, it's possible. Which one is it, Jesus? Is it impossible or is it possible? And we understand that the word impossible really means that it's unlikely or unthinkable or unattainable or hopeless or unimaginable. But the word possible is the opposite. The word possible means that it is likely to occur. It is probable. It is conceivable. It is attainable. It is doable. And it can be done. And so we see in this passage of scripture, Jesus saying it's impossible. And in the same verse, he says it's possible. Which one is it, Jesus? Is it impossible or is it possible? And if we look very closely into the verse we find out that it depends on who you are with. If you're with men, then things will be impossible. But if you are with God, all things are possible. So who you with <laughs> is the determining factor as to which are things impossible for you or are things possible for you? It is decided by who you are with. If you are with men, then things are going to be impossible for you. But if you're with God and the way God sees it, all things are possible. I like Matthew 19.26 in the Weist translation. Matthew 19.26 in the Weist translation. It says, and Jesus, having turned his eyes upon them and having considered them, said to them, in the presence of men, as men look at this, it is impossible. But in the presence of God, as he looks at this, all things are possible. 
So the, the determining factor is how do you look at a situation? If you're with men, men will look at a situation that is unlikely to occur, improbable, unattainable, un un unconceivable, <laughs> you know, it, hopeless, it can't be done. Matter of fact, some of you may have heard doctor reports. Doctors saying, you're going to have to live with this forever. There's no cure for this. This is impossible. It cannot be done. It's unlikely to occur. And so with men, you're going to hear some things that are impossible. But if you're with God, all things are possible. You're never going to hear God say it can't be done. You're never going to hear God say that's unlikely to occur. You're never going to hear God say that's improbable. You're never going to hear God say that's unconceivable, unattainable, undoable. You're never going to hear God say that because with God, it can be done. So you have to find out who you are with. If you're with men, you're going to see impossibilities. But if you're with God, somebody shout, all things are possible. So who you with? Bernie Mac used to say that. Who you with? Who you with? That's how we determine what's impossible and what's possible for you. I was thinking about this message uh, earlier this week, and this example, this illustration came to me. A, a few years ago, I was invited to New York City to hang with a professional athlete. I, I was introduced to this guy and he was gonna be in New York. He asked me to meet him in New York. And so he, he bought my ticket and flew me to New York and I hung out with him. It was a quick trip, 24 hour trip. Matter of fact, uh, let me tell you a little bit about the trip. He asked me, could he come? I said, well, let me, let me make sure I can get away. And that was the day before. He said, can you come meet me in New York? I said, well, yes, I can. I didn't hear from him until I woke up the next morning and had a plane ticket already purchased and you got to leave in four hours. I'm like, what? You couldn't tell me that last night? But nevertheless, I digress. So I flew to New York with him. He had a press conference at, at a large venue. There was at Madison Square Garden. I went with him to this press conference I'm with him at this press conference. Somebody say, with him. with him. Okay, at this press conference. So we're there. Hundreds, if, hundreds of people are at this press conference. They, they do their thing, whatever. We end up leaving. And as we're walking, I'm with him. As we're walking, there's hundreds of people trying to get to him. Okay? They're thronging him. And I'm never overwhelmed. Like, rarely am I. I was completely overwhelmed with this. Hundreds of people are like, they're shouting his name, they're trying to get to him, and we had a police escort to walk to the car. And so the police were around, and somehow, some way, I was no longer with him. <laughs> somehow, I was back here, and he was going ahead. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and I'm trying to get back, catch up, they're pushing him ahead to get to the car, and then he stops. And he says, Devon! And he turns like, Devon, Devon. And I'm over like, oh, <laughs> I'm over here. I'm over here. <laughs> he's like, and he turns to one of the officers. He goes, he's with me. He's with me. So the officer came, get, went through the crowd, grabbed me, and, and put me with this, this per particular guy. And then he pushed us in the car, and the car drove off. I started to think, what if he didn't realize I was with him and he forgot he just got in the car and they drove off? I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> but he realized 
that Devon is with me. So there was a possibility that took place for me that did not take place for any of those hundreds, if not thousands of people. What was the deciding, the determining factor of that? Who you were with. Who you're with is the determining factor if things are possible. So for me, it was possible for me to continue to hang with him, jump in the car and go back to our hotel and then eventually go to the airport. But for someone else, it was impossible. What was the decisive factor? Who you are with. I was talking to a guy here recently. Well, let me say this before I get into this illustration. I can tell who you are with by how you talk. I can hear how you talk and how you talk will tell me who you're with. If you're talking about how something is incurable and, and, and I've got to deal with this for the rest of my life and this back pain, I got to deal with the rest of my life and the skin disease, I got to deal with this just the rest of my life. I can tell you're with the doctors. You're with them. And I'm not opposed to doctors. Please, nobody misunderstand me. I'm not opposed to doctors. But our God can do more than what the doctor says. I can tell who you're with by how you talk. If you're with, oh, my goodness, the, the, our country's going to hell in a handbasket. And, and this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And things are so bad. Saying, oh, my gosh, I can tell you with the news media. You and the news media are together. You're, you're, you're with each other. But conversely, if I can tell you say, man, God's, God is going to come through for me in a way that I've never seen before. I can tell who you've been with. You've been with God. Man, I'm telling you, some miraculous things have occurred in my life. I can tell who you've been with. You, you've been with God. I can tell. I don't know how we're going to get from point A to point B, but God is going to find a way for us to do that. I can tell who you've been with. You've been with God. So who you are with is the determining factor whether things are impossible or possible for you and how you talk more importantly, who you listen to or what you listen to decides what's impossible for you or what's possible for you. Did you hear what I just said? Who you listen to and what you listen to will determine if something is possible for you or if something is impossible for you. Somebody shout, who you with? That's the determining factor. It, it, your, your, your group of friends. Who, take a look at them now. Take a look. Should this be a group of friends that's going to help me get to the next level? Amen. Or is this going to be a group of friends that's going to pull me back and go back to my worldly days? Somebody shout, who you with? I ended up talking to this uh, prosperous guy, and he told me one of the first step, he felt like he noticed the first step towards him being financially prosperous was he cut off a lot of his so-called friends. He said, one year I just decided I'm not calling anybody. I'm doing all the calling. I want to see who calls me. And he started realizing that none of these folks called him. He never called them again. And all of a sudden, he started taking off financially prosperous. Is it possible those deadheads, excuse me, is it possible those people were holding you back? Who you with is a, is a very determining factor if things are impossible or possible for you. And I was talking to uh, someone and he told me he's, he has a four-year-old daughter, just like we have Zage, four-year-old. And he said his four-year-old daughter has been cussing. I said, what? He said, man, our four-year-old daughter is cussing. You know the first, first question I asked? Who has she been with? And she's been with you. She, she with him. That's what it is. She with him. 
he didn't toll on himself. See, I know, I know what's going on. But the first question that I asked him was, who has she been with? Because who she with is determining what she's saying. It's so important. When, listen to the words that are coming out your mouth. Listen to it because it'll tell you who you have been with. If you start saying things like, and I, I, I can't, I've never said this statement in all of my life. And I went into AutoZone to get a battery. And I had went the day before to get something else. And the guy said, oh, you're back. And I said this statement. Yeah, well, you know, when it rains, it pours. I have never said that before in my entire life. And I started, I started, where did that come from? Well, it came from on the inside of me. And how did it come on the inside of me? I, uh, what have I been listening to? Well, I've been listening <laughs> at the time. My cars kept breaking down. And I was listening to uh, the, the problems. And I started to associate with the problems. And then I started talking like the problems talk. But instead of us talking about the problem, we should be talking to the problem about our God. Mm. Who you with? Somebody say, who you with? So it's important to know who you are with and how you talk is the decisive factor to determine who you're with. Now, in Matthew chapter 18, let's put it on the screen. Matthew chapter 18, and we'll look at verse 20. Through verse 21, Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. Did I say Matthew? Proverbs, excuse me. Proverbs chapter 18. Yeah, you believe that too. <laughs> I believe that too. <laughs> Devon chapter 18, you believe that? Okay, okay. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 18, let's look at verse 20 and we'll go through verse 21. Let's take a look at what Solomon says. Watch this. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Look at verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so as we dive into this passage of scripture, we find out that your stomach is going to be satisfied by what's coming out of your mouth. And in these two verses, we see the word mouth, lips, and tongue. All of the mouth, lips, and tongue is what causes a vocal utterance, a sound that has meaning. Our mouth, lips, and tongues create words that have meaning. It's a sound that has a meaning. And we're going to be satisfied, like fruit satisfies the stomach, our words are going to satisfy our life. And so out of the production, that word produce there, it says in verse 20, it says, from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. That word produce is also the word production, or I like the word creation. From the creation of his lips, what he is saying out of his mouth, you shall be filled by creation of your lips, your mouth, and your tongue. Meaning what you are saying is what's filling your life. So if 
things are impossible for you, your mouth will begin to create words that speak impossibilities. So when you, whatever you're listening to is going to somehow be connected to your heart. It's going to get on the inside of you. And then you're going to begin to say it. And you're going to then begin to produce impossibilities and produce it can't be done. Conversely, if you begin to get God's word and listen to God's word and we make our podcast free available for you or begin to read God's word and there's some good sound doctrinal teaching out there, hearing God's word, that word's going to get into your heart. Matthew says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The word's going to get in your heart and then you're going to begin to produce possibilities. Watch this. You're going to begin to create possibilities. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I thought God created possibilities. Well, you're created in the image of God. And God is a speaking spirit. And you are a speaking spirit. So if God can create utilizing his words, so can you. And so you if you're with God, can out of your mouth create possibilities. Out of your mouth produce do a hope, hopefulness. Out of your mouth produce goals that can be attained. You, out of your mouth, can begin to speak increase into your situation. Out of your mouth. You remember what he told Joshua? He says, don't let this word depart from your mouth. Meditate in it day and night and observe to do all that is according that's written in it. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. So who is making your way prosperous? Is God making your way prosperous? Or are you making your way prosperous by utilizing the word of God and creating a life that God has designed for you to live? Everything. Just look at your situation now and you can determine I am where I am because of what I have been saying. It can, you can trace it back to what's coming out of your mouth because you have produced it. You have created it and you have used your tongue to create death or life. It says death and life is in the power of what? I, well, some I, the religion told me it was in the power of the devil. The devil can just steal and kill whenever he wants. No, he needs us to agree with him by, by agreeing with him, utilizing our mouth, and then we begin to speak death. And we begin to complain and we begin to be unthankful and we begin to say, well, it ain't ever going to work out for me. And I'm always going to deal with this and I'm always going to deal with that. When we begin to do that, then we are creating the life that we don't want to live. But the opposite is also true. You can begin to declare out of your mouth, God is making the crooked places straight in my life. I know what to do when I don't know what to do. 
this back pain must leave now in the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, I'll begin to speak. My back is healed in Jesus' name. You begin to create what you want to create by utilizing the word of God. And here's the cool thing. You don't have to come up with what to say on your own. You can just take God's word and say what God says and get the same results that God has gotten. It's like, come on, somebody say amen. amen. See, it, when we have the ability to work with God, when we open up our mouth and speak, we are working with him. We are saying what he says to say. See, when we're tired, we always say, well, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. So what are we creating? More tiredness. <laughs> but the, the scripture says, let the weak say what? So we should be saying, I'm so strong. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I am strong. Now, don't lie to nobody. I'm not telling you to go around and lie to somebody. But if somebody say, hey, man, how you doing? Don't lie to them, but tell them what the word of God says. Hey, by God's word, I am strong. His word says, I am with him and he is increasing me and I am strong in the Lord and I'm in the power of his might. I'm not lying. I'm speaking the word of God. And then my body is listening for what my mouth has to say. So your body's like, what is the mouth going to say? The, the mouth says we're strong. Well, God, bless God, we better get strong up in here. We better get strong because we got more to do. Hallelujah. 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 Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And watch this, verse 21. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Those who love to talk will eat the fruit of their words. So whether it, you're going to be satisfied whether your words are causing consequences or whether your words are causing a benefit to your life, whatever the case may be, you are going to be satisfied by the words of your mouth. Now, in Genesis chapter 1, let's read Genesis chapter 1 real quick and let's read verses 1 through 3. Genesis chapter 1, 1 through 3. And before we read this, I want to challenge you like the Lord has been challenging me lately on this. And on Wednesday at our midweek boost, I might go a little deeper here. But verse one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Look at verse three. Then God said, let there be light. And there was Light. Okay, so watch this. The Spirit of God is hovering over the face of the waters. God is creating the heavens and the earth at this moment. The earth is dark. Why didn't God say, look how dark it is? It is so dark out here. It is pitch black dark. I mean, it's so dark I can't see my hand. Why did he say that? Because it would have stayed dark. See, when he wanted a change, he said something different. He said, let there be light. And watch what happened. And there was light. So he started creating, utilizing his words, and a sound from his words is what created what he saw. So sound can create scenery. 
Are you listening to me this morning? Sound can create what you see. And so God did not want to see darkness anymore. So he said, let there be light. And there was light. Here's where the Lord's been challenging me. And I'll go a little deeper on Wednesday. But here's the Lord's been challenging me. I've done a great job. uh, And I'm not patting myself on the back by no means. But I've done a great job of not saying the wrong thing. Oh, don't say that. You know, in our house, when someone gets sick, we don't talk about how sick we are. We don't get into, oh, I'm just so sick. I'm just, oh, oh, we're just so sick. I can't believe. I say, well, you're going to stay sick talking that way. We started talking. We started saying things, man, you, we are healed and, and we're strong and, and divine health is operating in our bodies. And our little kids now are saying that if I'm over there, maybe coughing a little bit, my little girl come over and say, be healed in Jesus name. Like, amen. They, we've created a culture in our home where healing is what we, we talk about. And we've, I've done a good job of just, you know, don't say you're sick. You don't say you're healed. And, and we don't say we broke. If our kids want to buy something that we don't have the money for yet, we just say not now. We don't say, well, I'm broke. You know, no, not now. Praise God. Maybe later. Believe God. Not now. Well, one of the areas that the Lord has been talking to me about to get back on is utilizing your words to actually create something. And so while I think we have done a job of, well, don't say this and don't say that, that's all fine and dandy, but we have been lax on saying what we should be saying in order to produce and create what we want to see. And so, for instance, we've been quiet on, well, don't talk about how sick you are here. I'm not going to talk about how sick I am. But then you, you want to start a business and you've been quiet about that business. God said, open up your mouth and start saying, I know what to do when I don't know what to do with this business is concerned. I know how to open up. Uh, I know how to open up that that bank account. I know how to open up that shop. I'm going to find out how to get that done. There's going to be a lot of people that want to come to my business. We're going to have a lot of sales take place in our business. Begin to talk and create what you want to see. And I've been lax on that. Full disclosure, I've been lax on that. Like, well, I'm not saying the wrong thing, but God's been on me lately. Begin to say what you desire to see. And so I walked to my house and I, and I call my house paid in full in Jesus name. See, I'm not quiet about it. I don't say, well, I got so much debt on the house. I don't say that. Now I walk up to it and I begin to say what I want to see. House be paid in full in Jesus name. I, I begin to talk out loud. Not to, I'm not trying to convince nobody else. I'm talking to myself out loud with things I want to see. You know what? I have done this in the past with people that I've wanted to meet. Lord, I want to meet this person. I would declare, you know, today's the day I meet this person. And God arranges the thing. And I have met all the people that I've said I wanted to meet because I've, but I've stopped doing that. And the Lord's been like, get back on it. Utilize your words to create. Utilize your words to say things that you want to see. Get in my word and find out what my word is saying. I mean, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask what you desire and it shall be given unto you. This is what the word says. 
And so we need to begin to create. Now, don't walk up to somebody and try to, you know, fool them with your, your, your arms so full of the word. No, no, this is between you and the mirror, you in the car, you in the shower, you, you in the kitchen, you creating. I'm creating. I, I started, I just started just by myself sitting on the couch, just started creating things. Just by, I'm creating that. Yes, yes, I'm not even going to tell you what I'm creating, but I'm creating some things. That might blow your mind. I'm utilizing my mouth to create and produce what God wants me to have because our limitation is really our mouth. If we can put a guard over our mouth and say what the word says, we can have what the word says we can have. And so I want you to begin to create. This is how the possibilities begin to take place in your life. When you begin to create them, it's going to feel funny at first. You're going to be saying some things that you're like, ain't no way my little old self can, can get that done. It don't matter about that. God never told you to get it done. God only told you to believe him to get it done. Matter of fact, our only job is to believe that God will do his job. And the greatest fear that the devil wants to put on us is the fear that God's promises won't come to pass. And so begin to create, begin to say some things that you just know you can't do on your own. This is how you create possibilities. This is how you, this is how you create things that are attainable. This is how you create things that are unthinkable. This is how you create things that are unconceivable. This is how you create things that are in, uh, unimaginable. This is how you create things that are improbable. You open up your mouth and you say, it can be done. And I'll start thinking about some things and I'll shout out, it can be done. It can be done. Somebody shout, it can be done. You begin to say, when you, when, you, when you allow your mind, by the grace of God, to think about some things that only God can do for you, you just begin to say, it can be done. It can be done. Yes, it can be done. It can be done. It can be done. It can be done. I wish I had a church that could say it with me. It can be done. It can be done. It can be done. It can be done. Can be done. We serve a big God. We serve a great God. We serve a majestic God. We serve a God that can get to us anything from anyone, anywhere, at any time. It can be done. And this is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, Go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.